chapter, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5. I want to talk to you some more this morning on the subject of mindset. Your mindset. Um, every person in this room has a mindset. Amen. And our mindset is made up of different um, elements and components. In other words, you have a political mindset. You have a, uh, in other words, we, we all have our mindset about different things. Uh, you have a, a mindset about money. You have a mindset about the Bible. You have a mindset about God. You have a mindset about your husband, a mindset about your wife, a mindset about children. When we talk about a mindset, we're not you know, just talking about, you know, one big block, but uh, a, a block that's made up of, of lots of pieces and parts. And, and ultimately, we want to have the same mindset as Jesus. Um, we haven't even got to that verse in our study yet, but Philippians 2 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind. So again, that word let means what? Allow. Let, allow. It's a choice. Amen. Choose, allow, let this mindset be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That word mind there, let this mind be in you, if you look it up in the Greek language, it literally means mindset. Um, the idea of, you know, a perspective, a way of looking at things, a mindset. Amen. And so what we've learned so far in our study is that the mindset that we have um, towards things and people um, has more to do with our life reality perhaps than any other thing. Because we see in Scripture that someone can be a born-again child of God, seated with Jesus in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father, just as right in the eyes of God before God as Jesus, freely given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Are you hearing me? Blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, right? But still live as if none of that is true because their mindset remains as it was before they were born again. They still see themselves the same way. That's, that to me is, is, is one of the uh, most powerful mindsets of all, is the mindset you have towards yourself. Come on now. How you see yourself, your opinion of yourself, what you think about you, what you think about your capabilities, what you think, uh, amen. Again, um, these things have tremendous impact on our life reality. Another verse we haven't even got to yet in the study, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think in your heart, that's your mindset. That's your mindset. There's a difference between how you think in your, in your brain versus how you think in your heart, okay? It's one thing to have a thought in your mind, amen, but it's another thing for that thing to drop from your mind into your heart. We said last week that mindsets live in the heart, not the brain. Amen. They originate in the brain, but they live in the heart. Amen. But aren't you glad this morning that Jesus can change our hearts? Aren't you glad this morning that, that we can have a wrong mindset and He still loves us? Amen. And that that mindset can change. Now, the world says you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you're not an old dog. You're a new creation. Amen. And because we are a new creation in Christ Jesus, we can be taught new mindsets. 
We can, we can be taught to respond differently than we've ever responded before in the same situations. See, a mindset predetermines how you respond in a situation. Amen. And people who are close to you are so familiar with your mindset that they already know what you're going to say before the event happens. They already know how you're going to respond before the question's asked. Amen. Now, these things, obviously, um, God created us with the ability to have a set mind. David talked about how he had fixed his heart. He had fixed his heart, meaning he had set it. It was set. Amen. And God created us to be able to set our minds. I'm telling you all these verses we haven't got to yet and we're getting to them all, right? How about this one? Isaiah, I believe it's 26.3 says, God will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed, S-T-A-Y-E-D, on Him. If you fix your mind on Him, you will abide in this earth in perfect peace. Anybody interested in perfect peace this morning? Anybody interested? Amen. See, you're saying yes, and you, you don't, may not even know half what that word means, perfect peace. Amen. It means a lot more than the average person understands. Peace doesn't just mean absence of turmoil, absence of strife. It's talking about your life being filled with every good thing that Father God has for it to be filled with. God will keep you in perfect peace. Again, if your mind is stayed on Him. Well, our minds wonder, do they not? Do they not? Have you ever been told or, or, or have you ever heard it said of someone, well, she has a one-track mind? Amen. Well, see, Father God created us with the ability to have a one-track mind. Amen. Where we seek Him first. Where we set our minds on Him. Where we set our affections upon Him. Where we set our hearts upon Him. And this, of course, is how He created us to live. Remember, as long as Peter had his mind set on Jesus, he walked on the water. It wasn't until he became distracted and began to look at other things that was going on around him that he began to sink. Amen. Now, what the enemy has done, and he does this with a lot of the things that God created uh, to be a blessing to you and me, the enemy has tried to hijack this concept of a one-track mind and get our minds set on things other than God. Our minds set on things of this world, things of the flesh, instead of our minds being set on the things above, on the things of heaven, on the things of the Spirit. Amen. Now, when we talk about fighting the good fight of faith, when we talk about living the life that God created us to live, we talk about walking by faith, not by sight, all of these things come back to the ability that we have in Christ to set our minds. When we look at Abraham and the great, the great things that he accomplished by faith, the Bible says that he considered not what he considered not his age and the deadness of Sarah's womb. See, as long as Abraham and Sarah were of the mindset, we're too old to have children and we couldn't conceive when we were in our 20s, how are we ever going to conceive now in our 90s, in our 100s, in our 80s? Are you following what I'm saying? See, but notice now, Abraham, he set his mind on the promise that God made and God's ability to fulfill and do what he said he was going to do. When he set his mind on that, it's just like a radio, you know, if you set it on 93.7 WDJC Christian Radio, when you set it there, 
you've set it off of all those other channels. You've tuned into a specific frequency. So setting our minds on the things of the Spirit is what enables us to tune into the frequency of heaven. We try to demonstrate that last Sunday morning by you know, three individuals representing your spirit, your soul, and your body. Your soul is a part of you where your mind, your mind, emotions, and will. And, and as, you know, I'm going to do it with my hands. If this is your spirit over here, and this is, is your mind, as long as your mind is turned towards the things of the spirit, notice you've turned away from your flesh being over here. You've turned away from the things of the flesh. And by turning your mind, setting your mind on the things of the spirit, you've tuned into the frequency of heaven. You've, you've tuned into the frequency of the spirit. Now he's able to speak to you. He's able to send light uh, in, into your entire being, flood you with the light of his, his truth, right? But if we do the opposite, if we set our minds, so here's the flesh man over here, here's the mind. If we set our minds on the things of the flesh, we've turned our back on the things of the spirit. Notice now, what frequency do you think we've just tuned into? See, it's amazing to me, people talk about, you know, I, I hear people say all the time things like, man, I just have such a hard time controlling my thoughts and thinking. Well, change the channel. As long as, we're, as long as our minds are set on the things of the flesh, all these troubling thoughts of the flesh are just going to—they're just going to keep flowing into our minds. We've—we've—we're on the frequency of the flesh, and so all these worrisome, troublesome thoughts. This is why Jesus said, "Do not let your heart be troubled." Well, to set your mind on the things of the flesh is to let your heart be troubled, because again, you've tuned into a frequency that's—that's that's going to bring um, troubling things into your heart. Is this making sense to you? All right, have you found Romans eight yet? Praise God. All right. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now, let's get something straight right off the bat, okay? Living according to the Spirit is the life that you and I want to live. Even if you don't exactly understand what that means right now, if living, if, if, if you are interested in, in a blessed life, a joy-filled life, a peace-filled life, a life filled with all that Father God has freely given to you, then, then this is the kind of life you want to live. You want to live according to the Spirit. You want to live according to the Spirit. Amen. But now, notice, how do we live according to the Spirit? Let me, let me see if I can simplify this. And, and, and for those of you who've had a chance to... Um, uh, to read the book, Becoming a Threat to Addiction. We talk about this um, towards the end of the book. I think it's chapter 8 or 10. I, sometimes those chapters, I didn't write them in the order they wound up being in the book. So sometimes people will say, man, chapter 5, and I'm going, okay, now which one did that wind up being? What, you know, if you tell me what it's about, I know exactly, right? So I apologize for not knowing the exact chapter. But, but in there, we talk about cause and effect. Do you understand that simple cause and effect. A lot of times we have an effect in our lives. In other words, something in our lives that's bothering us, something in our lives that we need to change, something in our lives that, that we want to, to see different or better or improved upon, right? And, and so many times we focus on the effect without ever understanding there's an underlying cause. There's a cause, there's something that's producing or causing that effect. Are you with me so far? Amen. So in this verse, we clearly see cause and effect. 
Living according to the flesh is caused by setting your mind on the things of the flesh. Now, let me, let me add one important thing here. Are you with me? These verses are written to born-again believers. Amen. That's really, really important. These verses are written to men and women who've already been born again. If you haven't been born again yet, you're spiritually dead. Amen. So you've got be, you to become spiritually alive through the new birth. Amen. So again, with that understanding, what causes someone to live according to the flesh? Setting their minds on the things of the flesh. What causes someone to live according to the Spirit? Well, obviously being born again. It's not an option for someone who's not been born again yet. But if you've been born again, the way to live according to the Spirit is to set your mind on the things of the Spirit. It's a mindset. Are you seeing this? It's a mindset. And, and just to show you, I'm not stretching this to fit. Notice what verse number 6 says. For to be, for to be carnally minded, to have a carnal mindset is death. But to be spiritually minded... To have a spiritual mindset is life and peace. It's the zoe of God. That life there is zoe, the life and nature of God. And peace, there's that word again, peace, amen. And this again is referring to not just the absence of conflict or strife in your mind, but it's talking about your life being filled with every good thing that Father God has freely given to us through the death of His Son. Amen. So, when I make a statement like um, nothing affects your life reality more than your mindset, even if you've been born again, you'll go to heaven if you've been born again. But remember, Father wants us to enjoy days like heaven upon the earth, that His kingdom would come, His will would be done in our lives right here, right now, as it already is in heaven. Amen. And so it's a mindset. It's a mindset. We can't have days of heaven upon the earth as long as we have a mindset upon the things of this earth instead of a mindset upon the things of heaven. Amen? Is this making sense to you? All right. Now, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. I know we've been to these verses a couple of times, but clearly we covered things this time in Romans 8 that we haven't covered yet. And there's still some more stuff we're going we're gonna to dig out of Romans 8. Amen? Um, but it's... One of the things that I love to do and, and, and love when the Holy Spirit shows me is when we see a New Testament counterpart for an Old Testament passage. Amen. In other words, God is God. The same God of the Old Testament, same God in the New Testament, same God today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are you with me? It's not like God was mean in the Old Testament and He's nice in the New Testament. He's always been love. He's always been love. Amen. It's just we happen to be blessed with the luxury of living under the new, new covenant. We happen to be blessed with the luxury of living in a day when Jesus has already paid for all of our sins. Amen. And the only mileage the devil can get out of, out, of, out of a sin that you've committed is the one that you allow him to have, the mileage you allow him to get out of that sin. Amen. Because the punishment for your sin has already been received. The payment and the penalty for your sin has already been, been accepted and rendered on the cross. Amen. And so, but Father's always been a loving Heavenly Father. A holy God. Amen. He was in the Old Testament, He is in the New Testament. So, when we, when we look at 
at, at these, um, you know, the Old Testament, you know, it seemed to be so harsh, but again, um, sin and death is harsh, my friend. But we don't, we don't live under the law of sin and death any longer. We live right according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. It's a, it's a new law. Same God, new law. Amen. Are you with me? So do you remember in the Old Testament where he said to his people, today, this day, I set before you blessing and curse. I set before you life and death. You choose. And then he says, in case this test is too hard for you, let me give you the answer. Choose life. Choose blessing. Okay? But he set before us blessing, curse, life, death. I say he set before. He has set that before us, but he, he set it before them. Okay? And he told them to choose life. He told them to choose blessing. The choice was theirs. Now, here we have a New Testament, Romans chapter 8. I know I've told you Colossians 3. I've still got Romans 8 on the screen. What we have in Romans 8 is, is a New Testament counterpart to that Old Testament um, uh, passage. He has set before you and me life and death. He set before you and me uh, blessing and cursing. But what's changed is how we choose. Because we have been born again and because His Spirit now lives in us, Choosing life and choosing blessing is choosing something you've already been given. You just choose it now by setting your mind. Are you seeing this? By setting your mind on the things of the Spirit. Well, praise God. That touched me maybe more than it touched you. Colossians 3, are we there? Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God. Now, I want to stop right here for just a moment because I, I want to I make sure that I don't fail to mention this when we get there. So I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. Just kind of, you know, make yourself a little note of it mentally, whatever, and kind of set it here on your desk. Anybody here like sticky notes? Man, I'm a sticky note kind of guy. Right? I, like to, I like myself some sticky notes now. So just a mental sticky note, all right? Seek those things which are above where... Christ is. Amen. We're wanting to seek things that have Christ in them. We want to pursue things that He is in the middle of, that He is involved with, that He is a part of. Are you, are you what I'm saying here? No, it's, I, think, I think when He talks about seek those things which are above where Christ is, I don't know about you, my, my mind immediately goes to heaven. And I'm not saying that's wrong. As a matter of fact, let me, let me speak just the opposite of that. If, you, if the first place your mind goes is heaven, you're right. Amen. So don't go out of here saying that, that's not, that, that I'm saying that that's not what that means. It's exactly what that means. But listen to me again. Sometimes that's such a, a big uh, standard or such a, a, a high bar that, that we, okay, whatever, you know. Um, let, let's, let's try to 
simplify that. I'm, I'm not saying lower the bar, lower the standard, but when we talk about seeking those things which are above, how about let's start with seeking what's above us right now? Something higher than where you're operating right now. I mean, heaven's higher than you, but when he says above, remember, the call of God upon your life is an upward call. It's the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we should always be seeking something above us. One of the problems we have in the body of Christ is that we, we have our mind set on things beneath us. We have our mind set on things that we've been set free from that we should be ruling over. But those things continue to become stumbling blocks for so many of us. It's because they're beneath us, but we've got our mindset on things that are beneath us. Addiction is beneath you. Strife is beneath you. Greed and selfishness, it's beneath you. You've been brought out of that. Amen. we got to set our minds on things above. Quit looking down, look up. Amen. Now there are places you can go where Jesus is clearly in the middle of that, and there are places you can go where he clearly is not in the middle of it. Come on now, I don't have to spell this out for you, do I? You know where he is and where he's not. Let me say it another way. You know where he's at home and welcome and where he's not. Amen. So when it says seek those things which are above, where Christ is... Amen. These are the things that we should be going after. Amen. Well, praise God. Let's keep going. Sitting at the right hand of God. Remember when I told you that faith is the ability to see beyond the created realm? Faith is your ability to see beyond what meets the eye. Hope Hope, on the other hand, is the ability to see beyond what you're going through right now. Love, now abide faith, hope, and love, the grace of these is love. Love is the ability to see beyond yourself. Okay? If you never learn to see beyond yourself, you'll never be able to see beyond the things that you're going through right now. And if you never learn to see beyond the things you're going through right now, you'll never be able to see beyond this created realm. So I'm not trying to water this verse down by any means. I'm trying to help you and me practically apply it to our lives. If we're going to set our minds on things above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, that's a, that's a pretty big step. Oliver is standing up now. He hasn't taken his first steps yet. But if you hold his hands and, and, you, and, 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 and you know, like you're going to try to let him practice walking, he tries to take the biggest step his little legs can possibly reach. In other words, he doesn't understand that you just, you know, you don't, you, it'd be like me trying to step all the way over there, right? And of course, when he does that, he loses his balance. He's trying to take too big of a step. He'll figure that out sooner rather than later, probably at his rate, all right? So here's the thing. Sitting, 
setting our minds on things above where, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, that's a big step. Before we try to take that big old step, let's just figure out what the next step is. Maybe we start setting our minds on Him in the morning when we wake up. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm talking about here? Uh, where we, we start incrementally steps and stages. Verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, a few things here, let's stitch them together and we'll move on, all right? Where is your life hidden? Your best life is hidden with Christ in God, okay? In other words, why is he telling us to set our minds on things where Christ is? Because that's where your best life is. That's where everything that you dream of and even stuff you haven't been able to comprehend yet to dream of, that's where you're going to find it. You're going to find it where He is. So you set your mind on things where He is. Okay? Notice, too, and I, the other thing that I want to make sure you see is if you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Notice you seek those things which are above by setting your mind on things above. He's giving us um, a, a practical uh, way, if you will, showing us how, if you will, to seek those things above. You know, you ask folks, you know, anybody here interested in, in a better life? Even if, you, even if you got a good life, that's why we say good things coming. I understand good things are here and we're thankful for those good things. Amen. But we can't become complacent and stagnant. The Bible says we've got to keep pressing to lay hold of those things for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of us. So whether your life is kind of lousy right now or whether your life is really awesome right now, we should, we should be aspiring to a better life. More. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's greed. If your mind's set on the things of this world, it's greed. But if your minds are set on the things above, it's growth. It's growth. Anybody here interested in growing financially? What do we mean by that? You having more money than you got right now? Well, Pastor Mark, yeah, but I, you know, I, don't, I don't want to be greedy about it. It's not about greed. If your mind's set on worldly things, that's greed. If your mind's set on, the, on things above, it's growth. We're growing up into Jesus in all things. So the life that you long to live is in Christ. The things that you want more than anything else, things that you don't even know that you want that you want, they're in Him. And the way you seek those things which are above is by setting your mind on things above. Notice, not on things on the earth. Not on things on the earth. So I think it goes without saying, but let me say it anyway. From Romans 8, the things of the flesh would be the same as the things of this earth, or we could say the same category of stuff, things, relationships, what have you. And then the things of the Spirit talked about in Romans 8 
uh, would, would be the same category as what he's saying here, things above, things in heaven. Amen? You still with me? All right. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So let's go back to verse 2 and then we'll move on. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. Back to that, back to that setting of the mind, right? If, if it's set towards the Spirit, it's, it's, it's dialed into the frequency of the Spirit and it's tuned out the frequency of the flesh. Vice versa. If it's set on the things of the flesh, it's tuned into the frequency of the flesh and, and it's tuned away from the frequency of the Spirit. I know that you probably got this five sermons ago, but one more time, right? What is God's wisdom doing right now? Crying out in the streets, crying out at every entry and every exit that you pass through, crying out at every intersection, crying out in every marketplace. And those everywhere you go, the wisdom of God is crying out to you. But if your mind is set on the things of the flesh, you've tuned that frequency out and you're not going to hear it no more than you're going to hear radio playing right now without a receiver. You've tuned into the frequency of this world and in the process you've tuned away from, out of the frequency of heaven. So this is why, again, setting our minds on the things of the Spirit. Amen? All right, praise God. Well, that was my introduction. Let's see if we can... Uh, Let's see if we can find a stopping place. Are you getting anything out of this? Man, I don't, listen, I think those of you who know me, you know, I don't, I don't just read something in a book to have something to say and preach or whatever. These are things the Lord's teaching me. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so honored to, 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 in front of you to tell him thank you because these things are helping me. And I, I want them uh, to help you as well. Now, let's, Amen. I was really wanting to build on some of this. So let's go back to the King James Version because it's so telling of Colossians 3 and 2. The New King James Version is still on the screen. It says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. The King James Version has that word affection, not your mind but your affection on things on the earth, okay? Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, anytime that I find um, this different of a translation, um, you know, between the New King James or the King James, or for that matter, um, other translations that I like to, you know, use in my study. Anytime I find this big of a difference, I like to dig into that word. In other words, how is it that one translator could get mind and another translator could get affection? Are you following what I'm saying? In, in, in my, uh, you know, the way I understand the English language, the way I use, the way I speak the English language, these two things are, are different, you know. I show affection to people I love. I show, I show affection to, to, my, to my family, to my friends. Uh, I even show affection to my puppy. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Um, and, and he shows affection back to me. So 
again, to me, mind and affection don't live in the same subdivision, the same neighborhood. You're, you're, they're, they're, they're different. And so how could, how could they be translated um, so far apart? Uh, so, but here's the answer. When you dig into the Word, you see that they don't live in separate neighborhoods, but that they're actually very powerfully connected. And part of this has to do with what we think of when we think of mind. See, when we think of mind, we have a tendency to think of brain. But with God, the mind is not the brain. The mind is the heart. And the brain just becomes an interface for the heart. That's why Jesus says what's in your heart in abundance will come out of your mouth. All right? Now, I'm not here to try to teach on all that right now. So this helps us, though, I think, really begin to understand not just what a mindset is, but how a mindset is formed in us. How a mindset is formed in us. This, um, this tablet, this iPad, it has an operating system in it. Amen. And uh, very soon, usually at the fall of the year, they come out with a new operating system that I'll be able to download into this. And when I download that new operating system into this tablet, it's going to cause this tablet to function differently. And the idea is that it's, it's going to enable it to function better. I don't understand how they do it, but over the years, those of you who are interested in these things, you can have the same device and they'll upgrade the operating system and it'll make your battery charge last longer just by changing the way it works, right? So, so in other words, it affects, it affects not just, um, you know, the, the way this, the thing looks, but it, it affects the way it functions, okay? So listen to me now. We, I wish we could just like hook ourselves to a cable and just download, you know, this operating system, you know, operating system Christ, you know, the mindset, let this mind be was also in Christ Jesus, amen. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Spiritually it does, but as it moves from our spirit in, into that part of us that's our soul, amen, um, this requires cooperation on our part for our minds to be renewed, or let me say another way, it could be for our minds to be reconditioned, amen, to think like Jesus thinks, to think like Jesus thinks. If you want to live like Jesus lived, you've got to think like he thinks, amen. Oh, praise God. Let me just, let me stay focused here. So when he says set your affection, the Bible says, I mentioned it a moment ago, as a man thinks in his heart. See, when we hear mind, we think brain. When God hears mind and says mind, he's not talking about your brain, he's talking about your heart. And when your heart's involved, we're not just talking about data. We're not just talking about numbers. We're not just talking about facts and information. We're talking about something that has impacted us emotionally, even viscerally. Visceral meaning guts. I forget the, 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 the transliteration of the Greek word, but it's something about splagnia, splagnion. And it's literally talking about your guts. When Jesus was moved with compassion, it wasn't a mental moving. It wasn't like Jesus had a pencil and paper and he's going, all right, there's 14,000 people here, 9,000 of them need healing, uh, 3,000 of them need deliverance. It, and, you know, let me see what maybe we can come up with to do to help these people. No, none of that, right? It wasn't intellect. It wasn't intellect, it was compassion. It was compassion. Are you, are, you, are you following what I'm saying here? 
So we hear mind, we think intellect, we think, you know, we think thinking, the part of the brain. No, let, when he says, um, set your mind on things above, he could have just as easily said, set your heart, set your affection, set the thoughts in your life that move you emotionally on things above. So he's talking about the difference here between the brain and the heart. Jesus, singers, musicians, come on, praise God. Prior to this, Jesus used the word treasure. Treasure. And man, the Holy Spirit showed me something this morning. Praise God. You try to come up with a, with a word treasure and I, you know, things you value, things that are a priority, this and that, you know. And um, man, this, this is what the Lord said. He said he, he's, here's an easier way to say it. He said, your treasure are the things that you care about. They're the things you care about, right? Listen, think of all the things that you've got in your life right now. If you're like me, you probably got some things that should have already gone a long time ago. You follow what I'm saying? Stuff that you ain't even put your hand on in three years. Am I the only one? Thank you for agreeing with me, Kate. Right? In other words, in other words there, you've got things, right, that, you know, it's just you haven't taken the time to send them to the foundry or, or whatever, okay? But then you've got other things that are precious to you. Amen. They're important to you. And then you've got those things that if you can only grab one thing from your house to keep, are you following what I'm saying? You, you got the thing that you care about the mostest. The thing that, that means the most to you, that is, that is the most precious to you. I'm not saying other things aren't. And then we got those things out on the periphery that, you know, sh should have already been done away with. But as you start moving closer and closer and closer, there are some things that are more near and dear to your heart than other things, things that you care about. That's your treasure. That's your treasure. Amen. He said, set your affection. Make things above. Right? Set your heart on those things. Make those things your treasure. Amen. Stand with me this morning. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you this morning. Amen. I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything. Could you just, would you mind just lifting your hands to him? Just, if, and if you're uncomfortable doing that, then please, nobody's looking, nobody's judging. All right. Amen. Just, amen. Just to lift your hands and tell him thank you for a minute. Father, we lift, lifting our hands to you is first and foremost an act of obedience because you ask us to do it. But Father, it's, it's also a sign of surrender and it's also a sign of, of, of a child reaching up um, for his mom or his dad. Lord, we, we're reaching up this morning. We, we, we're not going after the things that are beneath us anymore. We, we're, we're stretching and reaching for the things that are above us things that are above, Father. 
that better life that you have for us, that, that, that life of freedom, that life of, of healing, that, that, that life of soundness, that life of, of joy and peace and confidence and comfort in you, Father. We're reaching. We're reaching for that, Lord. And we reach for that by reaching for you. We, we seek those things by setting our mind on you because that's where those things are hidden. They're hidden in you. Help us, Father. Help us understand. Help us see beyond this created realm by seeing beyond what we're dealing with right now and by seeing beyond ourselves. Father, we get so caught up in ourselves. Forgive us for that. We get so caught up in what's comfortable and convenient for ourselves, so caught up in what we think according to the ways of this world is going to make us happy, Father, but it's so deceptive. We set our minds. We set our affections. We set our hearts this morning on things above. Not on the things of this earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's worship Him for a moment before we're dismissed. These altars are open for you if you'd like to come and, uh, and be prayed for. Um, I'd like for some men to, to join me at the altar. Brother uh, Ronnie Croswell is wanting to have prayer for his brother this morning. Donnie lives in Pensacola. Amen. Uh, but anybody else you'd like prayer this morning. We'll be happy uh, to pray uh, for you and with you. Praise God.